Iron sharpens iron. A common proverb about keeping good company. But it's true about actual iron too. It's what makes iron so special. Iron is malleable. That means it can be heated and poured into cast and forged and bent at the creative inclination of artisans, creating structures of breathtaking beauty. When it cools, these things stand firm for generations. Think of the Eiffel Tower. But wait, let's bring it on home to Detroit. An ironworks company on the southwest side is in transition. The passing down of ownership from its well-known and much-loved founder to the young but dependable daughter who worked in the office part-time. What happens? Will this Detroit Iron Company be able to withstand the heat of the declining Detroit economy, remain malleable in the ownership switchover, then finally settle into an ironclad business that can adorn and gild Detroit's promising future? This is the story of Nieves Langordo of Desenio's Ornamental Ironworks. And you're listening to In Good Company Detroit. Welcome to In Good Company. Honest stories of the bare knuckle journey to becoming an entrepreneur in Detroit and Southeast Michigan. Because someone needs to hear it. Maybe that's you. We're all in good company over here. I'm Shannon Casey. I visited Nieves at Desenos Ornamental Iron on Goldsmith off of Waterman. Not far from Los Altos, this Mexican restaurant I like on Werner Highway. Good margaritas. It's this yellow brick box of a building with a wrought iron gate attached, of course. And two old English D's forged on each side of the gate's opening. One D for Desenos and the other for Detroit, I assume. I entered the heavy visitor's door entrance and was welcomed by the smile of Nieves who took me on a tour of the Ironworks facility. She gives these tours regularly to new clients and now to storytelling podcasters too. There were sparks from the tools on metal and the sounds of real work happening. As we talked, I found out me and Nieves went to the same high school, Southwestern High School, at different times. I'm a bit older but we have vastly different paths that brought us to Southwest Detroit. My childhood's a little bit complicated because I, I was born in the state of Durango in Mexico. My mom immigrated here in, when I was about a year old. Like many immigrants, Nieves' mom went to the U.S. to find a better life. Nieves was just two. After her mom settled, she eventually sent for her. My grandma, every time she tells me this story, she cries. My mom moved to Illinois because that's where she had a brother. My other aunt's, um, her daughter's godmother, (laughs) lived in Chicago, and she told my aunt that she could come and uh, meet my grandma at the border so that they could give me over to this lady that my aunt knew. And so my grandma says that uh, when she handed me over, she felt like she had, like, lost a little piece of herself because this was a stranger to her. You know, that was the first time that I crossed to the U.S. The first stop was Chicago. However, Nieves' mother was unable to find the stability she searched for in the U.S. The family grew, her mother married, the birth of two younger brothers, and all would move from apartment to apartment. And eventually, 
Nieva's mother's marriage deteriorated to abuse. There was um, alcoholism, gambling, you know, he would physically hurt my mother in front of me and my brothers. So eventually in 98, she realized it was time to, to part ways, so she moved to Detroit. In Detroit, Nieves and her family had to adjust to instability all over again on the city's southwest side. They moved to the Oakwood Heights neighborhood, named one of the most polluted areas in Michigan. I mean, I think for the first six months, I remember we'd go to the park and cry, my mom and I, because Detroit was so ugly and depressing. <laughs> and we'd try to go to downtown and it, it had nothing on Chicago, right? So we'd mm-hmm, be like, what mm-hmm. the heck? Like, this is like all you see, you know, it was a lot of homeless people with cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was really different. But despite all those challenges, the Oakwood Heights neighborhood is a vibrant and diverse community of neighbors who look out for one another. They have to. I know I live around there. Nieva's mother started the travel business serving Southwest Detroit. Nieva started high school, one of my two high schools, Southwestern High School, and found her space in ROTC. It connected with her natural sense of responsibility and leadership. During this time, Nieva's mom met the owner of a construction company called Desenos Ornamental Ironworks. When she became a single mom, she just focused on providing. And, you know, she wasn't trying to get hitched again. That was the last thing on her mind, I think. Mm -hmm. And so when Tony met her, he was a client at the traveling agency, and he was really persistent for a few months, (laughs) bringing flowers and trying to ask her on dates. And they eventually married. See, flowers are always in style. Tony Martinez started the Senos Ornamental Ironworks in a small garage in southwest Detroit, growing the business to 30 employees at one time. When the economic downturn of 2008 happened, business slowed, cash flow crashed, employees left. A familiar story in Detroit. Tony's plans were changing fast. He was considering closing the business. Meanwhile, Nieves, in college at this point, was about to experience some significant changes of her own. I was very close to graduating, a couple credits, a couple classes away. What, um, what took you away? Was it responsibility? Was it other jobs? Or I guess you could say responsibility. <laughs> I ended up getting pregnant. And so... I moved back with uh, Tony and my mom. They said that I should probably you know, consider helping Tony because he was needing some help. So I started helping Tony in the office. We had this conversation started about me taking over the company and, like, you know, the potential of it. Nieves learned the business from Tony while raising her son, and her plan was to return to school to finish her degree, which didn't happen, and it became a source of insecurity for her. It was something that would bother me a lot. Like, you have no idea at the beginning when I would meet with contractors. They would always ask you, so where did you go to school? Or, like, what did you major in? You know, it's like, I would say, well, I went to Michigan State. And, you know, I tried not to get too much into it because then I don't want them to ask me all the details about it, right? Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, look, to run a business, you don't need your degree. You need to just have some creativity and some imagination to solve problems. I saw the dedication from Tony. I saw like just all the sacrifices that he had made in his lifetime. 
And to just see it all lost or to see it pass on to somebody else, I felt like it was my responsibility to step up and at least try it. And she did. So she got to work, paying down debts. She restructured many of the internal systems and started working hands-on with the clients. And in 2010, Nieves purchased Desenos Ornamental Ironworks from Tony Martinez. However, the construction industry Nieves found herself in had many assumptions about her. I was in my mid-20s, 25, 26. I would go to the job site and I'd be the only female other than the, the, the designer or the homeowner. And they would be mainly men and I was usually the youngest person there. And so, so many times they would ask me if I was an interior designer And I was like, no, I'm the metal worker, you know, the iron company. As the new owner of an already established business, it was inevitable that Nieves would face scrutiny from people who didn't recognize her or want to recognize her as boss, for lack of a better word. But that word actually might be the clearest. And it may have stemmed from Nieves' age, race, and or gender. But the most critical spotlight came from within. You make a lot of sacrifices, you know, with thinking about the things that you have to solve in the business, plus the things you got going on at home. And so sometimes, you know, I would get that sense of like questioning, am I really doing the right thing? Should I maybe be doing something else with my life? You know, is it worth it? You know, am I going to F this up worse? (laughs) But I can't find it in me to give up because I think about the employees that I have to cut a check for every week. And their families, what are they going to go tell their wife? You know, like, okay, you know, the company's shutting down. We, I don't know. It just, it seems like that's not an option. So I have to find the drive. Find the drive for the skilled employees she grew up beside while working in the office and now as the owner. For her mom's resilience and hope for a better future. And for Tony's dedication to the people and community of Southwest Detroit. Maybe it was her responsibility as an older sister and a young mother, even her leadership from ROTC training at Southwestern High School. Nieves knew she needed to hammer out solutions within herself to make it work. She needed to hammer them out, just like hot iron. The first one was just kind of getting over the that fear of being the youngest female. And I think the next challenge was just learning how to manage your staff and be a good leader and, you know, kind of trying to cultivate a certain culture that you want to see. I just had to, like, find my own way of, like, how to run the business without Tony in the picture. And so now I had to kind of, like, figure out how to operate it under my new vision or find a vision for the company. We all wish we could go back and talk to the young us. Like, if you could go back and talk to the, what would you tell yourself? I know I would talk to myself. I would tell the young Shannon to speak up. You have a voice. Sometimes I have to remind myself of that now. Nieves had words for her young self. I would try to reassure her that she's capable of running this business and to just um, face all her fears. You know, I wish I could sit here and tell you everything's dandy and I got it figured out and we're just, you know, the bomb-ass company right now. Like, 
you know, it, it's not where I want it to be, but I think I'm at a phase right now where like I'm ready to take things to another level. I wish it would have taken me this long to do, but I guess I had to go through whatever to finally get to this point. So I'm trying to act without fear. The challenges Nieves decided to take on as a young female trailblazer in a male-dominated construction industry remain. And she's ready and solid in her role as owner going into the next stages for Desenio's ornamental ironwork. A big lesson is don't fear getting into the blast furnace of entrepreneurship. The experience will forge and shape you. So just get to it. That's the only way to build something ironclad. This episode was produced and mixed by Alex Trajano. And I'm your host, Shannon Casey. Original music by Sam Bobian and Andrew Bishop. In Good Company was developed by the New Economy Initiative with the support of the Knight Foundation. Please go to ingoodcodetroit.com to hear more about Nieves Longordo's story in film and print and to connect with the resources and practical tools to help you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Also, please join us on December 5th at our official launch event and meet Nieves and her team as we officially kick off In Good Company at Desenos Ornamental Ironworks in Southwest Detroit. More details at ingoodcodetroit.com. Subscribe to In Good Co. Detroit on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. More stories are coming. Thanks for listening.